Now that 2022 is in your rearview mirror, it's time to get serious about making sure your retirement and income plan is ready to help provide you with a comfortable, secure retirement. We've got retirement tips for 2023 and beyond on today's show. Welcome in to your retirement untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled and Year 2023. It's Andrew Knight. I'm always prom here at Asset Management Group, a fiduciary financial planning firm here in Atlanta, Georgia, actually working here in Atlanta, Birmingham, Alabama as well, working with people just like you every single day to make sure you're making the right decision financially for your future, not what people say is best, but ultimately what is best for you, personalized planning. And we're so thankful that you're here with us and you're 23 my man mo oh andrew how you doing oh man life is uh life is good yeah you know life is good we um we are if you've been listening to our show you know that we're in the middle of a remodel rehab we're bringing a home that was built in 1899 <laughs> up and giving it a 2023 vibe and feel for miss nida and that'd be amy nida <laughs> yeah that would be amy nida <laughs> So no, life is good. And we hope you guys are doing well. You know, listen, 2022, a lot of lessons learned and a lot that we can take from it. But then we got to turn our focus to year 23. Yeah. Yeah. You got to live life in the, uh, you know, you can't look life in the rear view mirror. You got to look at the dash. You got to look at the, the windshield. And <laughs> and 2023 is in front of us. And yeah, like you said, there's a lot of lessons that 2022 brought to us that I, I like to say that. I think the word volatility has resurfaced. I think it was it was gone for a while. You know, we had a, an amazing bull market, and 2022 just showed us that volatility is real. Um, sticking to an investment strategy is real. And what can we take from 2022 to bring towards 23 and beyond? Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, I think when we think of Q1, and we do this for our clients, actually, we we have kind of a you know a theme for the quarter. That, that really is applicable for our clients. Just a, just a kind of a reminder. We talk about it often on our private client uh, podcast. And what comes to mind right now is things that need to be done this quarter or maybe even this month to prepare to be successful in, uh, in your 23. And so the first thing that I'm thinking of is uh, boost your savings rate. You know, every single time you get the chance let's lift this thing a percentage point or something yeah i mean um you know just just being focused and saving is you know just boosting that number boosting that percentage is huge i mean even the irs gives us the ability and uh, when our in our qualified retirement accounts 401ks iras you know every few years or so they increase the amount that we can contribute to to these accounts as a way for us to continue saving right i mean if you just look at inflation cost of living is going up. And so if your your saving strategy isn't keeping up with those costs, with the adjustment for living, then you, yes, you're doing a good job saving, but you're not keeping up with the cost. So with the Secure Act 2.0, there have been some changes to savings in, um, uh, with your retirement accounts. But 2023 IRAs, if you're under the age of 50, you're able to increase your, your contributions by $500. So now the maximum is 6500 and if you're over the age of 50, that's increased to $7,500 annually into the um, IRAs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually the first bump in, in individual years. IRAs and Roth 401ks. I mean, Roth IRAs in a few years. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. been at 6000 you know, pretty flat for a while. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see that that increase. And the 401ks, um, even more generous, is now at twenty two five if you're under 50 and mm -hmm. 30000 if you're over the age of 50. Now, keep in mind, we're talking about saving. Obviously, you're responsible to continue 
to increase, uh, you know, your savings each and every year. But we also want to make sure that you're saving correctly. And so when we use the terms, you know, Roth IRA, Roth 401k, Roth 403b or traditional 401k, really what we're referencing is the taxable implication on the money in which you're saving. So definitely want to save. But if you don't know, you got to give us a call and we'll make sure that you're saving correctly from a taxable perspective so that you're going to create tax efficiency in retirement, which, by the way, is the purpose and reason why you ultimately are saving. Um, How about make sure your investments are appropriate? You know, coming through last year, I think there's kind of two takeaways here. Number one, um, you can make sure your investments are appropriate from, you know, kind of a traditional way of investing in regards to asset uh, allocation. Yeah. You know, you can make sure that, Hey, if I'm, if I'm a younger investor, I have more equities than I do. I have fixed income, but, but let's be honest, Mo coming out of year 2022, that whole idea of handling risk is different after looking in the rearview mirror, right? Because fixed income didn't provide the buffer. And so as a result, a lot of you guys that are listening to the show probably are thinking, Hey, you know, what, what is an appropriate allocation in, in today's world for me? And, and I'm going to, you know, throw out something here that's very important. This is why active money management is so valuable. Okay. It's not that there's a perfect recipe out there for investing, but what it is, is it's the idea that your money will be invested in the right allocation, uh, in, in accordance to someone's risk tolerance in, in relation to the amount of return that they're trying to get, right? The amount of risk that they're willing to take and can afford to take. And the, the allocation matters and it can change from year to year, which means things like target date funds and stuff like that, that comes to mind when we're thinking, are your investments appropriate for your age? Well, now those target date funds have really, uh, you know, they've suffered a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's why we call it the easy button because it's an easy way to invest. Right. And and, and in the past, these target date funds, you know, what they would do is they would set a, you know, a template of what they feel is a, um, a respectable asset allocation for one with their age. So if you are, you know, if you pick the 2050 fund, for instance, that's what, 27 years away from now. Mm-hmm. So that's allocated for someone who plans to retire plus two or three years away from the year 2050. So it's probably a little more equity exposure than fixed income at that point versus someone uh, in the 2025 fund, right? That's two years away. But they stick to that, they stick to that template. And what happens in 2022 is, well, if the fixed income market, you know, is taking on, uh, you know, the U.S. stock, the U.S. bond market down, what, 15 percent, give or take different different seasons of, uh, of last year. Well, then that that buffer that you mentioned before, that fixed income wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. And so, yes, you could be looking at someone who is in a conservative target date fund, but it's getting very similar performance to someone who is in a more aggressive allocation because of the way the fixed income didn't perform last year. So yeah, so so making sure, and I think it all starts with a risk. It all depends on what kind of risk or how much risk your actual financial plan can take. And if you don't have a plan, then it's really hard for you to measure the type of risk you're supposed to take. Because here at the firm, we don't believe that just because age is a direct correlation to the amount of risk you can take. Right. It really is a pressure of how much income you need versus how much assets you have. Yeah. And when that need need for income is going to happen. Exactly. In relation to someone's retirement and the time in which they're investing. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, that's why I love this question. The question isn't, you know, what should my allocation be? The question is, is what 
you know, make sure your investments are appropriate. Right. Are my investments appropriate for my age and expectation for retirement? And, um, and when, so when we're saying make sure your investments, we're talking about actually the investments, not the allocation. Mm-hmm. Actually, it doesn't matter, in my opinion, if you own 80% equities or, or 30% equities. The, the reality is, is what type of equities do you own? Right. What's the quality of those investments or mutual funds or ETFs or fixed income? What's the quality of those investments and are they supporting the the bigger picture, which it should be your retirement plan? Um, that's the question you absolutely should be asking as you enter into this year. You know, one of the things that we do for our clients that um, where we manage obviously a good portion of their investments, a lot of our clients still have held away accounts like 401ks and 403bs. And so for us, you know, we're also looking to make sure that those investments are allocated correctly and that they have the right investments. We're choosing, helping them ultimately choose right. the investments within inside their accounts. Yeah. I mean, we, we look at it as a overall portfolio, right? Not just, it's not just the assets that we're managing for our clients. It's also the held away assets because ultimately those all, those do play a, a role in their overall portfolio. So, you know, in your 401k, you're, you're somewhat limited to the investment options. Nowadays I see, you know, 50, 60% are just littered with target date funds. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all the options you have. And then you, you're scattered with a few options out there. So, you know, we, we do our best to give you the best of the best within that platform. But um, yeah, I mean, as, as a fiduciary, we can't, you know, we can't close our eyes to those accounts because they will play an active role in your plan. Yeah, absolutely. The The next one that kind of comes to mind is HSA accounts. Now, here at our firm, we actually just implemented a high uh, deductible type healthcare plan right. uh, and are incentivizing our staff here with an HSA. Um, and so the HSA account um, is a great way, not just to save for today's medical expenses, but also in the future. I mean, you know, one of the things that I think is important as you start the year, we're talking about savings and you know, how much to save or where to save, you need to have a goal and yeah. you need to have a target. And and I'm going to kind of default to the old Dave Ramsey, and I don't know what data he has to support it, but he throws out the 15% of income. That's gross income, and you can't borrow your employer's matching contribution on your 401k to make up <laughs> your 15%. We're talking about you literally saving 15% for your life later, okay? It's the discipline to commit to saying, hey, the first fruits of what I make, the first 15% are going to be sent away to a place that's going to better myself financially later. And that's the key. And so I would start there. Make sure you have a budget put together. You should already, but if you don't, put a budget together. And inside that budget, force yourself, much like your debt that you create, force yourself to commit to it as if it's a liability. Don't let it be the first thing you cut if things pop up. Have a goal to save 15%. The next question becomes, where do I save it? That's what me and me and Mo are talking about. Let's get the uh, let's get the savings up to the match at the employer. Let's consider Roth or 401k, traditional 401k. Let's make sure that your money's being saved correctly for you and for your future. Every single week on our radio show, Your Retirement Untangled, we offer a retirement readiness review. The retirement readiness review is absolutely uh, incredibly important to one's ability to see clearly the direction they're headed. It's best suited for those that that have already got the retirement assets in place. They're worried about asset allocation. They're worried about risk. They're worried about distribution. You guys are going to benefit from this type of analysis. It's a deep dive. It's complimentary from our firm to all of our listeners on our show. All you have to do is be one of the top callers 
every single week. The number is 1-800-419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. And let me just remind you real quick, you're not going to be thrown to some third party. You're actually going to be scheduled directly with Mo and myself for us to complete this for you. We hope you take advantage of it. What do we got next, Mo? When it comes to retirement, it's important to focus on income rather than saving. That's even more important for women in retirement. So in this segment, we'll focus on women and what they need to do to succeed in their retirement. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It is Andrew Nida, Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, bringing you truth, facts, important information that you need to know to be successful in your financial state today, but also for your future, which is what we're worried about here at Asset Management Group. We're going to take a little twist here on this segment. We're going to talk a little bit about women. Why? Because, you know, listen, I've been thrown in some situations here. I have three sisters, a mother, um, a grandmother, and my grandmother's, my grandfather's passed away. My father's passed away. Um, I, I have a sister, single mom. Okay. Um, and the reality is, is a lot of times women are thrown in some pretty challenging situations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, my mother, you know, had to raise my sister and I, uh, when I was alone since I was three, my father passed away. So we're talking what, 38 years that she's been, um, alone mm-hmm. by herself. Um, we have a great support staff at the, as a family, but at the end of the day, that loved one, that, that, other person that household income has really just been thrust on her to provide. So yeah, so women, you know, it's, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but I th- but I think most women, more women than men, pass away as widows mm-hmm. than widowers. And so uh, yeah, women, they, there's a lot going, uh, there's a lot going against them when it comes to, you know, saving and the retirement planning. And so yeah, I mean, I think as a firm, we feel very passionate about making sure that uh, everyone. No, uh, is is really equipped to make sure that they know what it takes to retire successfully and they have all the tools available for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's such an important topic to discuss. I mean, you know, the truth is, is women, um, you know, they got a lot of things going against them. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it, I, it, yeah, kind of a, a glass half empty outlook. So we're going to, I'm going to talk about the things. I want to go through some of the things that are naturally, you know, up against a female that is single or widowed that's trying to make make sense of their financial life right. uh, first, and then we'll talk about some solutions. So, you know, the first one being longevity. Listen, it's a great thing to live long, but that also comes with a lot of challenges. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Be the, the longer you live, the, the longer we need your dollars stretching to make sure that things, are, the ends are met. And so, you know, women just live longer than men statistically. And when it comes to income, throughout the lifetime of your earnings his, earnings potential, that women are making sometimes typically are making less money than men. So their ability to save is less and they may need the money longer. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, you're throwing it through a year in in the past that just what we had inflation at like 8%, right? you know, eight and a half percent. So 
So now all of that goes against the idea that, hey, the longer you live, it's great to have a long, healthy life, but it also comes with financial challenges. Knowing that women fit that category more than anybody, it's something we got to be mindful of in the planning process. Um, Cost of care and long-term care. Listen, when we're thinking long-term care, um, the reality is, is, is one out of two individuals, it's actually greater than that, honestly, yeah. uh, it's almost two thirds of all individuals will need some type of long-term care services. Right. Uh, the house that I mentioned that, that my wife and I just recently purchased, uh, it's a, a home, the, the, the original home was built in 1899. They've added on a lot of additions to it, but the family that was there, husband and wife, Okay. She's pushing late eighties Okay, and has, uh, just moved into a active, honestly, she's super active, but moved into an active community center. Her husband's passed away and kind of that story, single woman. Mm -hmm. And it's likely with her health being so well today that eventually she'll be one of the individuals that needs these types of long-term care medical expenses. And, and Mo, you and I both know these things are, are very, very expensive. Yeah. They're not cheap at all. I mean, uh, uh, the other day we were speaking uh, with one of our clients and her father, uh, or her stepmother actually is, uh, needing assistance and they, it's, it's costing them 12 grand a month. Yeah. 12 grand a month. And that is, uh, uh, full-time, you know, uh, nurse, and uh, just assistance. That's crazy. 12 grand a month. That's insane. Yeah. And, and so, you know, unfortunately, these these incidents incidents comes comes at times where, you know, sometimes people aren't really planning for uh, or don't have the resources enough to 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 outline uh, a portion of their assets specifically for some type of caregiving or long term care. Some solutions are long term care insurance, but those aren't those aren't cheap. And um and then also it's, you know, segmenting some of your assets, right? How many of you have actually said to yourselves, let me, let me put aside a hundred grand, 200 grand, whatever the number is. And this is going to be a dedicated source for long-term care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. most people don't, aren't thinking about it that way. Well, nobody wants to, nobody right? wants to I mean, right. that, that's one of those items you don't really want to, you got to save for, but it's not fun to save for, you know? But when yeah. you think about statistics, what you say? It's over two thirds, yeah. right? Is it something that re you should really start thinking about, it's even though you don't want to? It's necessary, absolutely, to have a plan for. And I think, I think everybody should. I think everybody yeah. should. Whether it's your family that's going to take care of you, like you mentioned, or some type of insurance, it's important that everybody has some type of game plan yeah. for long-term care services. Um, but especially women, once again, I mean, I think, you know, that's the key, right? That comes with long life, right? you know? And, and, you know, another challenge I think that, that women face is the social security benefits on average are, are less, right. you know, why, especially the, the, you know, baby boomer generation, silent generation, these are a good majority of women who, you know, maybe didn't work their entire career. Maybe they, they stayed at home some with the children and then uh, tapped into a career later. Uh, in their life. So they don't have quite the history of earnings. Uh, maybe they just naturally made less. Maybe they, they didn't go to college because they had children. They were taking care of the kids. And by the time they got a job, it was a job that didn't pay them as much as their spouse. But whatever the reason is, historically, women have less or a lower value of, of social security income. Yeah, I believe it's like 15% less than uh, their, their male counterparts. Yeah, right. So, and that, and that, of course, that presents a challenge. Why? Because in the event that you lose a loved one, of course, from a survivorship standpoint, you're going to naturally have a bump in social security, but it's not a household increase income, right. increase in income because you're losing a social security benefit. So 
yes, you lose the the less of the two, but it's still a loss. You know, I, I always irritates me. So if you're ever going to call, don't do this. Um, <laughs> but it irritates me when the, when the husband and wife are sitting there and he's like, well, she gets my social security benefit. I'm like, yeah, but she's still she's stuck losing- with a loss of $20,000 of income. Right. Like, yeah, she's losing her stepping into yours, but like, let me drop a- your income by 20 grand. Yeah. See how you feel, you know, but it's, it, it is, it, it becomes a challenge because those are oftentimes the struggles that women battle with that men don't because men don't live as long as women. Mm-hmm. And so most often this is just the struggle that, that a woman faces is yeah. the fact that they get lower social security benefits, you know? Uh, let's see. What do you think? I think, I think another option, another option, another challenge is, you know, less experience when it comes to investing, you know, um, you know, tr- traditionally, if you're looking at it, most couples, it's usually, it, I'll just take us for example, right. You know, for our firm, we're usually speaking with the male. We're usually speaking with the man, uh, the head of the household in our planning meetings. And we always like, we always uh, love to, to make sure that both couples are in at least so many of the conversations. So everyone knows the game plan and the, and the strategy when it comes to our retirement plan. But for the most part, it's usually the male that's sitting down with us. And, you know, I, I would say that that's probably not uncommon in our industry. And so because of that, we see that most women don't have the investment management experience or historically the management experience as their male counterparts. Which makes you, which can make you very vulnerable. Right. You know, um, listen, we're, we're coming from a position where we have both Mo and I and our firm here, we have worked with many, many women that have been both divorced, um, widowed. Mm-hmm. And in those situations, the majority, um, are dealing with the questions of, you know, what do I even do? What do I even consider? And it's a vulnerable position to be in if you don't have someone there because, you know, we're like any other industry, right? I mean, the financial industry is a, it's a great industry to be a part of, but there's still people out there that don't ultimately do what's best for others. And so the fear always is, and I think about my mother in this situation, when dad passed away, you know, she was someone who, you know, based with her choices and my father's choices, she was a stay-at-home mom, you know, and and really just untouched with 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 working in the corporate world and for sure money and money management, right? And so, you know, I'm in the industry, my father's son, and my dad was in the industry. So it's an easy step in. But it's like, okay, what if what if I didn't exist and she had to just go knock on some random office or random financial planning firm's door like that, that would even scare me. Yeah. You know, that'd be very intimidating. It'd be very intimidating, very intimidating. And then ultimately it's you, we know in our business, you just got to trust, Right. you know, well, how do you gain trust? We know how hard that is. We see it. We see people every day that have to, you know, get, get to a place where they're trusting to literally hand over everything they've ever had and will have. And it's supposed to last forever to someone they've met you know, in a matter of weeks. And sometimes the trust that goes with the the logo on the door, right? So they may go to some of the big box firms because they trust in the brand. It may not even necessarily be the advisor that they they build this trust with, but they see the name on the door or the, or the company name on the door and they say, well, you know what? I trust this I trust this bank or I trust this institution. Listen, if, if you're in the situation where, number one, you don't have a plan, okay? Or maybe you're that single uh, individual who's out there and you've never been married and you're thinking, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I've never really trusted anybody. I have all my money in my 
401k. I've been with the company for 30 years. Or maybe you're the individual who unfortunately has recently lost a loved one. And you're sitting there saying, you know what? I didn't do anything for a while. I lost my spouse. I've left everything where it was, but now I need to really start doing my due diligence. Um, the best place that you could get started where it's educational, not abrasive, not salesy, you're just going to get good quality information about what you're doing is the retirement readiness review. That's what it's built for. That's its intent. If that's something you would like to have, give us a call at 1-800-419-6164. Mo and I, myself, have set enough time aside in the calendar of the next few weeks to meet with you personally. Number here is 1-800-419-6164. Mo, what we got next? So when we come back, we've all heard the saying, money can't buy happiness. That may be true, but there are things you can do financially that could impact your happiness in retirement. It's all about the plan. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight of Moise Prom here at Asset Management Group. Guys, we are so glad you are here with us, trying to give you a, as much great information as you can hold and contain. Why? Because it is the start of 23, and you are going to need to be ready, equipped for a, uh, I'd hate to even say, <laughs> for a great year. <laughs> You've got maybe, a, listen, let's not forget uh, just last week, uh, what the CEO or CFO, I believe, of Goldman Sachs says. One would have to consider that year 2023 comes with much turbulence. Yeah, it's a bumpy road ahead of us now, as he says. Yeah, even bumpier for the 4,000 people that he's about to lay off. But nonetheless, the point is, is the decisions you make today will absolutely build the stability that you have later. Now, I'm not saying you can fix all your problems in one year. But the consistency of good decision-making financially will absolutely get you to financial freedom. That is why right now at the start of 23 is the best time to lay out your year, have a good plan put together, know how much you're going to save, know where you're going to save, and know how to do it to increase your tax efficiency later so that you can be the many that we see here at Asset Management Group day in and day out that walk in our door with a big old smile on their face because they say, you know what? In spite of all the challenges we've been facing, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to roll everything over because I'm ready to hit the golden life. I'm ready to retire. So, <laughs> sorry. Couldn't I say any better than, my, than you. I, mean, <laughs> I know. But I think that's why New Year's resolutions, as cheesy as they can be sometimes, I think there is some power behind starting the year off, you know, looking and just saying, you know, whatever happened last year is last year. We can't, do, we can't look back. We can't change what happened in the past. But what you can do with history is learn from it. And what a great time, the beginning of the year, even if you haven't started yet, right? It's still not too late. Set some goals for yourself early on. And then you, you'd be surprised if you have these goals written down. You'd be surprised if you, you look back and fast forward at the end of this year, how many of those goals you actually checked off and it all started with you just writing it down. That sounds great. <laughs> but you better do something other than just write it down. Well, yeah, yeah. It's all about execution now. You got to, you got to, you know, first it starts by setting the goals and then uh, next is execution. Uh, right. I get it. So, so you're going to write it down and then you got to do something about it. Yeah. And, and you got, like Mo said, you got to have a, why is retirement so elusive for so many people? You know, I feel like everybody starts their career and, and they have big hopes and big dreams. 
And then somewhere along the way, many people, okay, many actually, according to Social Security and how many people live off Social Security benefits alone, statistically, it's not great. Um, retirement becomes elusive, right? Like life happens and it's not the forefront. And I say, you know, you work every day of your life for a reason. Hopefully it's not to work every day of your life, right? right? Retirement shouldn't be elusive. And this is coming back to your whole idea of let's write it down. Uh, because you need to have a written plan in place. You do. You need to know exactly what you're trying to accomplish, where you're headed, so that then you can come back and put the steps in place to get there. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, your retirement is your retirement. I can't, I don't think it gets any more simpler than that. It's your retirement. And the decisions you make today will create a value add to your retirement or diminish and remove the value of your retirement. The decisions you make today. So it's like building, uh, you know, anything like, like building a bridge or I've never built one, but, <laughs> but it's, like, it's like, you know, I have built some things. Okay. It starts with, you know, one brick at a time. Yeah. Right. And so if you, you don't put no bricks in, you ain't got a bridge or retirement. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's it. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking of some, a, a, a different analogy, but yeah. Um, it's like cooking dinner. Oh right. Yeah. No. Second. Like well, think oh, about it. Well, God. here it is. We, you men, you mentioned a bridge. You've never you never built a bridge before, but obviously we've all at some point have made dinner. Right. You never made dinner for me. Well, you know, <laughs> New Year's resolution. I'll make you dinner. How about oh, that? Um, but you know, actually, last night Amber made dinner for the entire house, um, and she started off with a cookbook. I got her. I got a three cook, well, two cookbooks for Christmas. Um, these cookbooks, yeah, she wanted for a while. And um, she was excited about it, opened it up. And actually on the day before, she looked to see what recipes she wanted, what dinners um, she wanted to have, what meals she wanted to have this this week. Went to the grocery store, got everything she needed, got all the, got all the items, came in, looked at the recipes, and literally step-by-step step followed it. And at the end of the day, we had a great meal on the table. Now, could she have done the same meal without looking at the cookbooks? Probably, right? Would it have tasted as great? Probably. But the roadmap was so much easier. The process was so much easier because she had instructions. She had a manual in front of her. And that's really what, you know, as challenging as it may be for some people, retirement is a is a is a stage in life that does take some planning ahead of time. And I would say one of the first goals you may want to set is you may think about what age. And right? if you can think about and build your own retirement plan, what age would you like to be in the position where working is an option, not a requirement? That's the first step, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to get over the, <laughs> the idea that you bought Amber cookbooks for Christmas. Well, you know your sister, right? I feel right? like that's like top 10 <laughs> do not do no, no. for Christmas. No, she's she's one of these. Good okay, she we're going to release cookbooks. a survey on our show. <laughs> I want all the women to participate who wants a cookbook for Christmas. Oh. No. All right. So, yeah, you're right, though. It starts with setting your goals, clear roadmap. You know what the end product should be, yeah. and that's the key. And if I do these things today... Uh, the goal is also to make it simple, yeah. uh, that you, uh, right? Because you have to execute and you have to implement the plan. So you're going to look down a you know a five. It doesn't matter what season of life you're in. If you're already in retirement or you're not yet, you're still going to prepare a five year, ten year, fifteen year, twenty year outlook. Okay, and once that's in place, well, then you got to come back and say, okay, what do I need to do right now? Mm -hmm. What do I need to do Q one and Q two of year 2023 to improve that picture to be sure that I'm on track. Make it simple. That's the key. We can help. 
The next thing is, you know, just, I'm just thinking about general ideas is get healthy. Oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's your word for 2023. It is. Right? So, so every year and you guys can borrow it. Okay. If you don't have one, but every year the NIDA family comes up with a word for the year. Okay. And it's just kind of thrown around loosely consistently throughout the year. This year, our word is healthy, healthy, physically, healthy, emotionally, healthy, financially, healthy, spiritually. And the word healthy is applicable in so many levels. Okay. And so it's just something you, you have to, you know, every time we go out to eat, I think, okay, healthy. Uh, you know, I think about what time I'm gonna get up in the morning or what I'm going to read healthy, mm-hmm. you know, or music healthy, you know, whatever, but it's, it's something that's applicable. And so I wanted to throw it in here because, you know, it's a great time to look out on the year and we say, okay, I want to have a successful year. Well, then you need to be healthy in all areas of the year. Have a plan put together for your faith. Have a plan put together for your finances. Have a plan put together for your health, physically, physical health. Yeah, I like that. I do too. Yeah. I don't really have a good physical plan though. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't sign up for no gym memberships because I got like three and I hadn't used them. But this year's going to be different. There it is. I'll challenge you. I'll challenge you on that. Um, Yeah. You know, in in addition to that is, you know, have a, you know, taking care of your family. Right. I mean, during retirement, many people want to start to be in a position to take care of their family, not just, you know, financially, but and, and emotionally. But really, they start thinking about, you know, what happens if I pass, am are are my children? Is my spouse um, uh, the organizations I belong to that I donate to that I, these charitable um, organizations that I that I um, you know that are part of my giving plan while I'm alive? Will they be taken care of if I'm gone? And so one thing a part of part of your retirement plan is to start looking at your estate plan. Yeah. I think that's something that again. No one really wants to talk about. No one wants to think about, you know, them the, them passing away. But the reality is, I think death is a hundred percent, right? I think it's uh, no doubt about it's it. No doubt about it, right? Hundred percent. It's hundred percent. So the reality is, if you leave this earth without taking care of your family, um, you know, it, it is something that it's a, it's a legacy that most people don't want. Well, and shame on you. And shame on right? you. Let's just be honest, because. Um, and I mean that wholeheartedly because, you know, Mo and I have been, the, we've been the guys that have sat in the rooms. I've, I've delivered in, life insurance checks before. Yeah. And, and I've sat in plenty of rooms where people have lost a loved one and not out of ill will or ill intent, but out of pure, uh, ignorance or laziness or whatever. I don't want to handle it because it's a tough topic. Get over it. Yeah. You got a family that's going to have to deal with it. So deal with it. Yeah. You know, you got children, grandchildren, you got a spouse that's all going to have to live with the rawness of what's left for either, you know, someone who hasn't taken care of things or someone that has. And a lot of these things can be done very quickly and very, you know, it's simple and not, not super expensive. So yeah, you got to button things up. This year's the year, button it up, get some things in order, get a will in place. If you don't have one, Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's necessary. And you know, listen, it doesn't, you don't have to be wealthy. You don't to have a have a plan. You don't have to be wealthy to have an estate plan or a financial plan put together. You know, we had a lady call from our uh, TV show, Your Retirement Untangled, as well, and um, I spoke with her literally this morning. And when I spoke to her, um, she she her first question was, "Is my concern is I don't have enough?" And and yeah, there's there's some things that we can't do as an investment firm that that you know you just have to have money to do it, but. 
totally willing to get on the phone and totally willing just to give back and help. I love that. And in her case, you know, she, she had $250,000 saved for retirement. And I'm like, listen, one thing that you got to remember, you may not have what others have, but it doesn't mean you can't live the retirement that others live. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason I can make that statement so boldly is because I have seen families live so free and so happy in their retirement without fear or without uh, anxiety about their financial well-being, yet they don't have much money at all. You know, a few hundred thousand dollars in assets. And I have seen people that have had millions of assets that have, you know, pushed it to the limit and they live under anxiety because they, they have such a great uh, cost of living and, and whatever. And those could be flipped, you know? Uh, so the reality is, is remember what you have is what you have. And ultimately it's for your future. And so put the effort in and plan. Don't be ashamed of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you make a good point. You make a good point. I mean, uh, you've built it, you saved it. Why not have a plan around it? That's exactly Bottom right. Line. I love it. And, and so listen, let's just let's just get to it, because if you don't have a plan right now, now's the time to pick up the phone and call. It's not a sales kick. All right. This is Mo and I right here literally waiting for you. Now, we're not going to answer the phone when you call. You're going to leave a voicemail. We're going to reach out. We're going to get you a schedule. But the, the consultation, the conversation around the retirement readiness review is literally for you. And it's delivered by Mo and myself. Right. It's our promise and guarantee to you. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. It's 1-800-419-6164. Get clarity on the direction you're headed financially. And if you want it, pick up the phone and call that number. We got one more segment left. Mo. What yeah. do we got? It's our favorite segment. We have another round of questions from our listeners. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. It is the first show of year 2023. And guys, we are so glad you were here with us. Listen, the topic of today's show was making sure that you have your plan buttoned up and ready for the year. I'm not talking about your entire plan for the rest of your life. I'm talking about what do you do right now, Q1, Q2, 2023, to put yourself on the right trajectory to support a successful financial future. That's the key. Everything from where do you save, how much do you save, to how to improve tax efficiency in the world that we're living in right now. All of these are so important and an and, and important key to unlocking a successful financial future. Right now, we're going to jump into some questions uh, from some of you guys. And so, Mo, you're going you're gonna to throw me... I'll throw you softball. How about that? Yeah. Throw me, <laughs> start, at, start at the year soft. It's, you know. All right. We've got Pete from Woodstock. All right. Here's, what's, here's Pete's question. I'm 65 and not retired. I'm considering purchasing an immediate annuity using all the funds in my 403B plan upon retirement. Would the annuity distribution satisfy required minimum distributions? How will placing the entire amount in an annuity be taxed? How will the monthly payments be taxed? Okay. So Pete, 65, is considering purchasing an immediate annuity using all the funds in the 403B. Yeah. That that raises... Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Hit the brakes, Pete! Yeah, that raises some red flags when I hear all the funds. Yeah, Pete, don't do that, man. Listen, so, so we, this is an interesting topic because a, a lot of people 
have this natural uh, temperament to annuities that, hey, man, th- these things are bad investments, right? And yeah. and listen, let me just say something real quick. It's uh, it's nothing more than investment. So it's not like out to attack you, right? you know? So it really is making sure that you have the right investment for you. I don't think we have, we don't share that outlook as a firm. You know, our belief is that there's a lot of different investment options out there, a lot. Okay, there's a lot of different mutual funds. There's a lot of different financial firms that provide mutual funds, a lot of different ETFs, individual stock, sectors. Um, There's so many different things that you can put your money in or toward. Um, The key is making sure it's the right option. And so with annuities, it's just another vehicle. And by the way, there's a lot of those. Yeah, yeah, there's no one size fits all annuities. Yeah, I mean, at the high level, you got fixed, you got indexed, you got variable annuities, you got a variation of fees. Some have no fees, some have a lot of fees, some have no liquidity, some have a lot of liquidity, some have different ranges in in contractual periods, Um, some have exposure to risk, some are 100% guaranteed. So don't, don't just follow the bandwagon that, oh, because... Fisher's investment said they're bad. They must be bad. Listen, that's a sales tactic if I've right. ever seen one. Okay. So just, just be patient and get good quality education. Make sure you ask who your source is from. You know, what, what's the source of your information? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, a stock, right? Or is it a value stock? Is it a growth stock? Is it a, uh, is it a dividend stock? Right. I mean, the stock is stock is not just a stock. Right. So an annuity is not just an annuity. It's like you said, there's various there's various ones. And so, yeah, red flag, first of all, using all. Yeah. Um, but, but what about his question? So he's thinking about an immediate annuity. So here goes one of the uh, one of the different types of annuities. So an immediate right. annuity immediate. is one that pays out an income immediately. Yeah. So so I think, well, first off, to answer this question, it's so uh, it seems like such an important decision because it looks like he's about to put all his eggs in one basket, right? Yeah. So, so you know, I would say definitely hit the pause button. Definitely. Now, I'm not bold enough to to give you all the answers to your question just because I don't simply have all the facts about your, your season of life. But here's what I would be thinking of, Pete, if I was you. I would say, okay, listen, I'm 65 years old. If if you are um, going to retire, no, you're not retired yet, but you look, it seems like you're considering retiring. Uh, the annuity is a great option. It looks like the one that you're considering being that it's an immediate annuity provides a fixed income stream. So, well, if it provides a fixed income stream guaranteed, I think the question you got to ask yourself is, do I need a fixed income stream? Yeah. You know, do I need the, how important is it to you that you have a check coming in the mail every single month? Uh, because there's good and bad with that. Okay. Let's just be honest. The good is, is it kind of provides that sleep easy retirement mm-hmm. that we talk about, you right. know, because you're going to get your social security paid and then you're just going to kick back and enjoy and you're going to get your paycheck from your annuity and both are going to be guaranteed for the rest of your life. And then, you know, that's it. Maybe that peace of mind is, is worth it for you. Absolutely. Maybe it is. Now, what's the downside? The downside is, is, is you're definitely going to miss out over time on, on market performance. Um, your money has the potential for doing better for you, working better for you in other investment vehicles. Um, you have liquidity challenges because ultimately you are trading the asset for the income. That's what you bought it for. Um, and there's no real making changes. You know, it's not like buying, uh, you know, Tesla stock and then thinking, eh, probably should change it, you know, buy something different. Um which, by the way, didn't have a good start to the year. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. But anyway, that's a side <laughs> note. So, so point being, there's a lot that goes on with that that question that you're asking, Pete. And and I would say, by all means, 
hit the pause button. I'm not telling you, you got to come work with asset management group, but I am telling you better get some, some different options. The other biggest concern that I always have, I always have with annuities is when you take a step back, guys, look at the licensing requirements to sell a lot of these investments. What you're going to find is that you think you're speaking with a financial advisor, a true fiduciary firm, and yet you're speaking with someone that just sells a product. I'm not saying they're they're not honest people or or they don't have good intent. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great great people out there that just sell annuities. But the problem is, is they're just selling a product. That's it. You're right. not pulling up to to a place where you know someone can consider all investment options and they're going to do what's best for you. They're just going to do what they can. And I think that's very problematic from a financial planning perspective if that's the season of life you're in. So, Pete, my man, hit the pause button and let's uh, let's talk or, or definitely get some second opinions. Um, all right, we have Charles. Oh, Charles is in the uh, suburbs of Birmingham. And here's what he says. I will turn 64 years old. I'm going to try to pack this one in here, Mo. Okay. I will turn 64 years old this year, and I have around 819000 in an IRA currently and about 120000 in savings. I have a rental property that I earn 900 from every month and has around 100000 in equity. Seems like you must still have a balance then on a, on a mortgage. Yeah. And my home is worth three ninety five and has about one hundred and fifty thousand in equity. Okay, I'm looking for advice on fixed income investments that takes into consideration our immediate income needs in addition to our long term growth mm. needs. Okay. Well, Charles, good job saving, you know, almost a million dollars in IRA. Obviously, he's done a good job with diversifying his investments and diversifying his portfolio with the real estate um, property. So that's really great. Uh, And, you know, one of his properties is giving him income. So you have that one stream of steady income right now, which is the, the rental property. Yes, there are some strategies that do provide fixed income. But before I start there, I would start and say, Charles, uh, let's take a look and uh, understand how much income do you actually need during retirement? Right. 64 years old. I'm not sure if you're taking into if you're starting Social Security yet. So if you have it, that would be another stream of income. And then now we start looking at kind of what you mentioned before, Andrew. I think one of the, there are some annuities out there that do provide uh, guaranteed income. Um, uh, for, you know, it could be for your life. It could be for your a survivor as well. You could do a combination of the two. So there are some strategies out there that do provide the guaranteed income. But before I take a step back, I would also, I, w- I would just want to make sure that we understand and have a good source of where, of how much income you actually need. And then sometimes with the planning that we do for our firm, not only do we use, not only do we use products sometimes, we also start to allocate some of your investable assets to provide you that income over time. So incomes that, uh, strategies that provide dividends, you know, historical companies, companies that pay his dividends historically can be a good strategy to continue providing income for you during retirement. Um, so we, we, we talk about the smart risk, smart safe, and you know, the, the smart safe side is usually providing that type of guaranteed income for you as well. So, uh, Charles, great question, but you know, before, you know, we dig deeper into that answer, it really all starts off with how much income do you actually need to stay retired? And then we build a solution around that. Yeah, I think so. And I think I think the key is there's answers out there to your question. Yeah. We just got to figure out exactly what's what's a fit. Sometimes we find that a lot of people and maybe this is uh, Charles as well. A lot of people have the option to determine how much risk they want involved in their plan. Some people want a much safer retirement. Some right. people want a more risk on retirement. And all that really matters when it comes to the planning process. So when you hear these questions out there as a listener, 
um, some of these broad questions, they're not, um, a lot of times it's not that we're avoiding it. It's just, it really is customizable in many ways. And so the key here at our firm is, is to make sure that we understand the client, the client's goals, the client's ability to handle risk. And ultimately, where they're trying to head to make sure that we can get a good strategy in place. It's the plan that dictates and justifies the investment strategy. And so remember, as we start out this year, check out our podcast, check out our TV show, check out our YouTube channel, make sure that you participate and get good quality content to be sure that you're making the right decisions, not from just a good commentator. Okay, there's a lot of great people out there that talk about the finance, but these are from licensed financial advisors uh, that literally work in this industry every single day. Okay, giving you the facts and the truth to making good decisions. If you ever need us, give us a shout 1 800 419 6164. 1 800 419 6164. And we will see you guys next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.